Welcome back to Bit Different, everybody. This is Satine. And this is Rob. Hello. Hello, hello. Hi. Hi, Rob. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> well, your hair is looking lovely tonight. Thank you. It feels luscious. <laughs> Excellent. Well, and since I'm actually filming something, I have to be up at the mo- in the morning at 5.30. Cause I have oh, to my be... God. I'm so sorry. Why? Because I got here late. Yeah, you're fine. I was going to have to get up that early anyway. I know, but you didn't have to stay up recording a podcast with me. I I wanted to. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm I'm happy my hair will look good tomorrow on because I'll be on camera tomorrow. So yeah, yay, yay. Um, yeah. What's up? Oh no, you first. What have you been up to? It's been two weeks since we've recorded. I know, but you know what? It feels like a lot longer because we haven't recorded here. It's been a hot minute. Except yeah. we did like. Yeah, the, the spots, yeah, the ad spots, but yeah. Um, um, I went to Joshua Tree. That's why we didn't record last week. I had to escape. Was that last week? It was. Yeah, and um, it was really fun. It was one night, two days. A friend and I, we went to um, yeah, we just got a cute little motel that's right off the strip, and um, went to all like the gem and rock stores in the area, which <laughs> there are a few. And then um, little sightseeing, we went to Joshua Tree Park a couple times, and we just, like, laid down on the rocks and just, like, looked at the sky, and it was just, we really needed to get out of the city. We brought our crystals to charge. It was fun. Nice. It was funny because I posted pictures of the crystals <laughs> on Instagram, and I... Must have got at least six or seven different people messaging me on Instagram. Did you find those in Joshua Tree? <laughs> and I was like, no, I brought them for good luck. Except I told Sean that Magic produced them. So maybe he still thinks they're from there. Sorry, Sean, because I know you listen. <laughs> but um, yeah. Um, and other than that, I watch, I finished watching Shit's Creek. Oh, wow. Well, at least the fourth season, because the fifth season's not available on Netflix until October. I think I'm in season three. Oh, my God. It's so good. I'm behind. There's this magical part that happens in the last two episodes of season four with um, Alexis that I just, oh, I fell in love with her. Do you find it as odd as I do that, like, in, I guess, seasons one and two, what's her, the guy that she's super into? Mutt? Mud? Ted? No, the guy with the beard. Oh, Matt. Isn't it Matt? I thought it was like Mutt. Oh, maybe. <laughs> but Mutt's, that's Shia LaBeouf's character from Indiana Jones. I don't know. Did you find it as weird as I did that he has like such a full beard but no chest hair? Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, he's like. He's like a baby with a beard. Yeah, he's completely hairless from like the neck down. But other than that, he's got like a whole bunch and of. And then when hair he shaved his beard, he looked really young. Like, yeah. Like, a baby. He looked better with the beard. Yeah, he did. Like, I'm not one of those people that feels like everybody has to have a beard, but, like, he looks good with one. Yeah, I thought he looked good, too. He looks more rugged. Right. Um, and then um, I made Stephen watch The Descent with me, which Fun! is a classic horror flick. I love that movie. Mutt. Yeah. Mutt. His name is Mutt Shit. What? He's a shit? Mutt shit oh my god i think that you just gave away something in the next season oh sorry because nobody's ever said he was a part of the family but i thought i thought they might have said that at the very beginning because that's like why he's kind of there because did I mean, they well he was engaged to 
the woman who works at the diner, right? Right, but she's We're dating not, her. She's not a shit. No. But so I, she's related to Roland, or he is. He's related to Roland. And Roland is that uh, he's, Chris Elliott? Yeah, Got he's it. the mayor. But I didn't know that. Hmm. Well, there you have it. Well, there we go. We just ruined season five for everyone. <laughs> wow. Um, that's okay. Unless Harry said it, and I just am stupid. Oh, uh, yeah. The Descent. Ooh, so scary. So scary. You need to watch the second one. I know, because I love the first one, and I, I, for some reason, I think I wanted to write off the second one as just like, well, you know, we didn't really need a sequel to that, but... I liked it. It was really good. I thought for a sequel, yes. Yes. Well, it and- took me right back there. Do you want to know anything about uh, Mutt? Because um, we didn't ruin anything about season five. Oh, yeah. Okay, then tell me. What he, happened? He's not in season five. Oh, okay. Well, so did it say anything about his origins? No, <laughs> it did not. I must have missed something at some point. Yeah, I mean, like, I watched season one so long ago that I, I don't really know. Yeah. Okay, well, what have you been up to? Um trying to think um it's like because we've spoken you know you and i but we haven't like recorded so i'd actually think back like what have i done uh so last weekend um not the one that just passed but before that uh todd and i went to big bear with my family for like a whole like family ski snowboarding trip yeah how was that it was fun i mean big bear doesn't have the best snow but um I don't know, since I go snowboarding every, like, two years, snow is nice. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad snow. It's just snow, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. So um, I had a good time. Uh, last time I went snowboarding two years ago, I ended up in the emergency room because I had that hernia thing. Yeah. Um. So no emergency room trip this year. If anything, actually, I was surprisingly confident on my snowboard. I only did one day, though, because I was like, I'm old and I'm tired and I just want to sleep. So I, <laughs> so I actually did a lot of just like kind of sleeping in and using it like as like a vacation and enjoying the the airbnb we rented yeah so like hung out by the fire played some video games on my 3ds and my switch see that's all i would do except i wouldn't play video games when i'm in no i'd just be reading by the fire with my little cocoa and whiskey yeah there was a five-year-old and a two and a half-year-old running Uh, around you you had no choice and um yeah they were loud and one of the days it rained so like that was the day that we were all in the house and so that was the day that Todd and I decided to go run errands just so we could get out of there for a minute. Um, yeah, it was good. But four days with my family and sort of extended family is just a lot of time to be trapped in one house with them. Yeah, um, seriously. So that was fun, though. It was good to see everybody, and it was good to snowboard, and it was also very good to come home. <laughs> very but, cool. But the way home was very scary, like, as we were driving down the mountain, because uh, Todd doesn't like driving down mountain roads that very, very much, so he often has me do it. Um, at one point, I think our visibility due to fog was like six feet. It was like you couldn't see anything. We were going, I think, about seven miles an hour. Oh, my God. Because we couldn't see the dots on the road anymore. That's crazy. It was actually really scary. I thought we were going to have to stop. And we were just like, cool, this is where the car is now. Like, we don't, I don't know what to do. Because if I go any faster, I'm, I could drive off this road, and I just don't know where I'm going. Yeah. So I was a little, little scary. But we made it. We made it back. I am not a ghost. Are you sure? Uh, well, I'd like to think if I was a ghost, I would, you know, know it and start getting <laughs> to enjoy it instead of keeping, you know, instead of going to work. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, I died a while ago. Keep going to work. It's though. called purgatory. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm trying to think, uh, so Todd and I've seen a couple movies in theaters. We saw Captain Marvel mm. on uh, Saturday. Your thoughts? I liked it. I didn't love it. 
Okay. Like, if anything, it felt very safe. Okay. Um, That's but fair. I didn't see it, so. Well, and it's hard, I guess. I don't know. Like, I feel like you really have to do something special when you're introducing a character that I don't know anything about at all. Like, they need to be kind of larger than life, and they need to be really fun to watch. Because, like, of all the Avengers, like, I'm slightly familiar with most of them. Mm-hmm. But, like, of the Marvel, of the MCU, the characters that I didn't know anything about are the Winter Soldier. And I actually find him to be not very interesting or fun to watch. Correct. I um, agree. I didn't know anything about Ant-Man, but I love those movies because I think they're super fun. I like the first one. I didn't know anything about the Guardians of the Galaxy, and I typically enjoy them for the most part. That's not a guarantee, but I do at least mm. – I think they, they brought big characters to the screen. And Captain Marvel doesn't seem like a big character to me. And th- yeah. there's a hell of a backstory they have to establish for her in one movie quickly and – do you think it was more kind of on like the more DC serious side? It to me, it felt like Marvel's attempt at Wonder Woman, mm, but Wonder that's where I was trying to get yeah, at. <laughs> but I do feel like Wonder Woman did it better, um, because even like some of the themes in it, I felt didn't totally ring as like genuine. Ah. But I love Brie Larson, and um, there's a lot of it that I did really like, um, and. Uh, the soundtrack is the fucking best. Is it? Because it takes place in the 90s. Oh, yeah. So, like... Oh, my there's... God, I can't... Speaking of, I cannot wait for the Wonder Woman 84 oh, soundtrack. Oh, that'll be so fun. Yeah. But, yeah, like, because they, they have music by Hole and Garbage and No Doubt. And, like, it's just... It's high school music right there. It's so... That was actually really satisfying. Um, and, yeah, it was fun. But, like, it definitely felt like a stepping stone to get to uh, Avengers Endgame. Yeah, because that's kind of what it is. Um, because it's also hard though. Because do you know anything about Captain Marvel as a character? No. Well, I didn't know much about her either. But she's very powerful, like very powerful. I knew that much. And so, like, I want to say um, she's like a Superman type. Exactly. Power. I think like the executive producer. I don't know how to say his name. Kevin Feige. Feige is yeah. that it? He um he I think he was the one that said like oh yeah we've introduced now our most powerful hero ever like and. I mean, yeah, like, she's on par with Thor. Thor is a god. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's just, so it, there's this, and I always have a hard time when um, you're dealing with people that powerful and that the stakes are gone. Like, I don't know if I've ever... Well, Thanos is supposed to be that powerful, too. Well, Thanos is actually is scary. So now they have a whole bunch of these, like, mega god characters. But yeah, like, what makes, I think what, what was going to make, <laughs> you know, Endgame so entertaining was going to be that it's a bunch of people, yeah, they're powerful, but they're not powerful like he is. And they're going to have to outsmart him or, like, somehow, you know, outmaneuver him to accomplish this. Because yeah. if you look at the Avengers, like, the actual core Avengers, yeah, there's a god in there. Yeah. There's also a rich dude with expensive toys. There's a teenager who has some spider-like abilities and can invent. Yeah. Um, there's an assassin who's just highly trained. Black uh, Widow. Bla- okay, Black a Widow. A sharpshooter who's just highly trained. Okay. Like, it's funny. I mean, you know, and then, like, Falcon is a normal guy with super wings. Yeah. Um, War Machine, normal guy, similar toys to, to Iron Man. Like... I mean, when you get, like, Scarlet Witch, yes, she has powers. But, like, it's kind of interesting. When you look at it, a lot of the Avengers are just people who are either exceptionally well-trained or exceptionally well-outfitted. Yeah. And so that's kind of interesting. And now all of a sudden you have, like, you know, just this galactic superpower. Well, yeah, and he's a normal man who's just, you know, can mutate into a monster. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, it's like – but it is interesting, just of the people, like, of the actual humans. There's a lot that aren't really that special. Yeah. Vision. Um, 
was that his vision well vision is <laughs> yeah but there's been such a like there's been so many people as part of the avengers that like come and go like it's like hasn't everybody at one point been a part of the avengers at some point in, oh yeah like, the and, comics and then i guess there's a super soldier because i forgot about captain america because i find him boring oh yeah um but no like i um it's just it is interesting to see someone like uh you know uh, from the galactic phase of Marvel who's this powerful show up now and like I just you I can't I, get behind it. I, no, I, <laughs> I can totally get behind it. I was never worried about her safety. Gotcha. I was never like, oh no, will she make it? That was never a concern. Also, I mean, you know, we just we we kind of you know given that we know Endgame is coming, we know that like stuff is going to because this takes place in the 90s like not there, there's not a lot of surprises yeah you know aside from we need to introduce her so she can have her moment yeah um but yeah it was fun though i liked i liked it i didn't like love it love it does does captain marvel have like an uh um, an alias amongst humans like diana prince as wonder woman or tony stark as iron man um and if anything she kind of is the human like kind of at, i mean it's weird she the the movie handles like memory and and placement in an interesting way but it, i mean officially i see her as mostly human okay Cause, and she just has the name carol danvers oh, okay gotcha. um yeah i love those superhero name carol 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 <laughs> um so yes we saw that and we also saw the french movie from um i don't want to say his name if it's gaspar noe or gaspar no um, um i want to see this after yeah. you showed me we saw climax which i made you watch the trailer uh for that which it was funny there was an article i haven't read it yet but um there was an article that i bookmarked from i think polygon that uh had a picture of climax uh, as its you know header photo and then the um the title of it is how far can a movie go before it's straight up punishment oh no <laughs> well and like to be honest like that director i know that his movies are borderline punishments they're kind of an experience that you just sort of have to like strap in and survive like his movies push you as an audience they're not comfortable to watch and climax i was excited for it it's also his first r-rated movie so it's fairly tame Mm-hmm. most of his movies don't get ratings. Oh. And so, like, this one is the first to be, like, you know, rated by the MPAA to an R, released in, you know, normal theaters without, like, instead of going to the indies. Um, and so I was pretty much like, well, cool. He's going to do his normal tricks, which are going to make for a movie that's hard to sit through because he likes to do weird shit with flashing lights and rotating cameras and, like, interesting sound choices. He He's an, he's an odd filmmaker. Um, but like, I at least knew this movie wasn't going to throw anything at me that I couldn't handle. I feel like all French filmmakers are odd filmmakers. They're provocateurs. Yes. Uh, and so, um, Todd was worried. Like he actually was like, do you think I'll be able to get through this movie? Cause he had never seen anything by the director before. And, um, like some movies when they do interesting, like sound choices or, uh, camera work, they really get to him. Did you see Under the Skin? Mm-mm. The first like five minutes of that movie, I think Todd was about to leave the oh, theater. Oh no! He, it got under his skin. It did. He hated that movie, <laughs> and I loved it. But like the first five minutes, it's basically an extended sort of like shot of like a bright white screen with like nothing on it, with a bunch of violins just going like nonstop. It's just this wall of horrifying sound. It's, oh, I wouldn't like that because that gets under my skin too. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. Um, but like, I like a movie that wants to push you around a little bit and like do what it needs it to do. It wants to be on top. 
<laughs> so, so actually, because um, we were talking about it, and we were like, oh, well, it's probably going to be like, you know, this movie that he directed earlier. And it turns out the closest parallel I think that Todd had seen to a movie like this was Mother. Oh. And not in theme or style, but in the level of audience attack that the movie presents. Gotcha. Like, its, ba- it's back half is a straight-on, like, assault. Uh, I liked Mother. Yeah, for like 40 minutes. It's pretty cool. Hmm. Um. Yeah. It, it's it's a controlled assault, but it's a, an assault nonetheless. Yeah. 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 Um. But yeah. Like. But mother was like a solid twenty minute nonstop just attack on the viewer. Yeah. At the end. And um. I love movies like that. And so I think Todd enjoyed it, but he didn't like. He didn't feel like as good about it as I did. He wasn't. Yeah. He did he was, not climax. No. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, you did. Oh yeah. And it shouldn't be a one-way street. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, just remember, you know, when it comes to the alphabet, I comes before you. <laughs> well, thank you for educating all of us. That's a Bean John Malkovich reference. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> uh, but it's also just funny. Um, and uh, lastly, um, Todd and I have been watching some TV. Uh, we've been watching the final season of Broad City on Comedy Central. Have you ever seen that show? Broad City? Yeah. Uh, no. It is so funny. Do you have Hulu? Are you a Hulu subscriber? I do. It is on Hulu. Like, I want to say the first four seasons are all on Hulu. And now that you've finished Shit's Creek, you should actually watch Broad City. It's really funny. Uh, I, I mean, I hear good things. It's good. Yeah. Final season's on right now. And I realize I've only seen a handful of episodes. Every single episode I've seen is has been just a sheer delight. And so um, I decided to start it from the beginning. Broad City? Yeah, because also John wow. from work is starting it. He, he's actually caught up to season five now. Uh, and um, But like when he started watching season one, we started talking about it. And I was like, I really need to start that show from like the beginning. And so Todd and I have been doing a full watch through of it. And maybe by the time the series wraps, we will have caught up on the previous four seasons. Because he's seen them all. I haven't. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But it's been so much fun. Because um, like the, the lead voice in Disenchantment, Abby Jacobson. She is one of the leads in Broad City. Yeah, and then Alana Glazer, who's just fucking hilarious. Okay, yeah. I do want to see it. It's one of those shows that has evaded me, but I will eventually catch up to it. I can't think of another show on TV like it. Like, it's a have you seen single-camera sitcom, but it's so funny. Have you seen that show, Smilf? No, I really want to. I've heard it's great. It's so good. I have, I've only seen like the first four or five episodes, but it was really fun. Because, yeah, we don't have showtime. And so, yeah, that's, that's the problem. Yeah, that's one of those bummers because I feel like we've missed out on some really, like, there's a few really good shows. I've heard Shameless is amazing. And I've seen zero episodes of the American version. I've only seen the first season of the British original, original mm, show. Yeah, I haven't seen any of them. So. Um, but speaking, of, well, did you have more? No, no that, that's it. For well, me. I wanted to just plug in that. Um, and then there was Eve, like the ghost of my past, <laughs> that movie that came out in two thousand seventeen. Oh, when you played Barb? No, Donna. 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 <laughs> I did play Donna. You're good because I forgot her name. Um, <laughs> you forgot your name. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, the movie is in. A theater right now. It's only playing at Lemley NoHo Seven um, until the. So if you're in LA, it's playing um, until the 14th. That's exciting. Yeah, so I'm gonna go see Wait, it again. 14th. That's only one day after this episode airs. I know. So you only have a like two days. Yeah, two days. Just, yeah. yeah, exactly. But I'm gonna see it um, tomorrow night with some friends who haven't seen it, so that'll be fun. 
And also, it's coming to VOD on March 12th and DVD on March 26th. I guess there's no D. Uh, Where's Blu-ray? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> this is shot in 4K. It well, should have Blu-ray. At least the VOD will be in HD. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's like, yeah, the movie I was in, that the indie film I was in, is available in HD on Amazon Prime. But, like, I don't think we made physical copies of it at all. I didn't know there was going to be a physical copy. So when I read this, I was like, whoa, that's cool. <laughs> that's awesome. I would just, I want it to be on Netflix. I think it'd do great on Netflix, but whatever. Because like we tried really hard, I think, to get my, the movie I was in on Netflix. And instead, it's like... I we, thought Netflix took everything, except now they're being very picky since they're making all their own content. I don't know if it's that they're picky. I think it's more about who your distributor is. Ah, Because I want to yes. say the festival we submitted to, I think, is officially the distributor of the movie I was in. Gotcha. And so, but like Prime was a thing that we could do. So it's on Amazon Prime. I think ours is going to be on but, Prime as well. Excellent. Well, I can't wait to see it because I don't think I'll be able to get to theaters in time. Yeah, that's fine. It'll be it'll be in your home before you know it. Have you been? So, have you seen that in theaters already? I saw it twice at the premiere, right? But this is a brand new cut. Oh, they made a theatrical cut of it, so it's six minutes shorter, which I think is well deserved, and. Um, yeah, it should be good. That's awesome. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> if not, everybody loves my part, so who cares? Well, yeah, well, everyone loves Donna. Donna. It's just so fun to say her name. <laughs> Donna. Yeah, it was fun. You forgot, I can't believe you forgot your character's name. I remember my character's name from my movie. Mine's a weird name, though. No, yours is weird. My character's name was Graves. Oh, yeah. Graves. Graves. This sounds like a detective. Detective Graves. Cute. Um, Nice. Congrats. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. If you are anywhere near North Hollywood, make it happen. You got two days. You got tonight and tomorrow night to see it. Otherwise, yeah, you can see it in your own home. VOD, or you can buy a standard definition physical copy. Yeah. I'll sign it for you. I'll sign the DVD. In like, Donna. in like super fat marker. So it'll look just as like low, like just low as, budget. you know, no, just as a standard def <laughs> oh, as yeah, the yeah, uh, yeah. feature. He's got to make it look soft. <laughs> yeah, you got to fuzz it out. <laughs> Cute. Um, so what are you playing? Um, so yeah, while I was at Big Bear, um, played a little bit of more Tetris Effect on PS4, played some more Persona 5 on PS4, which was great. Um, that game is really cool. Um, yeah. Although I couldn't keep playing Persona 5 because unfortunately there was a two and a half and a five year old running around. And, and as soon as they woke up from naps, they were like, what are you watching? Because that game looks like a cartoon. cartoon. And that game is rated M. Oh. And so I was like, oh, nothing. And then I just stopped because uh, I didn't know if it was going to start showing anything that you couldn't show. Yeah. Like in Persona 3, the way you activated your persona was by taking a gun and shooting yourself in the head. That's not in Persona 5. But, like, it was a thing where, like, I mean, literally, people putting guns to their own heads in Persona 3. Oh, my God. I didn't play it. Yeah, that one was the one that was on PSP. Gotcha. Um, But played some more Hey Pikmin on my 3DS. Uh, And um, since coming home, Just Cause 4 has come to Xbox Game Pass, so I started playing that. I cannot stay on task in that game there are no missions that i do all i do is tether cars together strap rockets to them and have them blast off into the sky and explode when they hit the ground it is hilarious 
Really? It's some of the most fun I've had playing games. It's on par with like just fucking around and causing destruction and, and burnout. Far- oh, I thought you were going to say Far Cry. No, and burnout. Burnout! Like, is that like, I mean, there's there are intersections in Just Cause 4. Well, I will just stay in like a T intersection, just taking out any car that comes near me like an evil superhero. That game has zero penalty for hurting innocence. Not Ooh. saying I like hurting innocence, but I do like the ability to just sort of like destroy a car and like, you know, strap rockets to a cow and send it off flying into the sky. And if it hurts someone, it doesn't, it's not like the cops. It doesn't affect you. you. Yeah, yeah. It's just a video this game. This isn't a rock star game. Yeah. And so I've been doing that. That was super fun. And then also on Friday, Devil May Cry 5 came out. Yes. Everybody's been asking me if I am going to play it, which I have no intention to, but if it happens, I will play it. It's like the reviews on it were so good, and I didn't love the demo that I played. And so Yeah, I played the demo. It was kind of BS. Yeah, like when they did a second demo. I think that's the one that you played because the first demo was Xbox ex- exclusive. Hmm. And so I played that, and then I did. I downloaded the second demo and never played it. And um, but like the reviews on it were so good that I was just like, I need to play this. And um, I'm on mission eleven of twenty right now. So you're over halfway. Over finished. halfway done. Um, and it is. How do you have been? <laughs> I just you blow my mind. I stay up late. I wish I could function. Oh, well, I, no one said I can. Ugh. I need your <laughs> secret. But yeah, it, it's actually like, it's it's very fun. It's very cool. I didn't realize you play as three different people in it. Oh. Like you play as the new character, the mysterious V. Um, and he actually doesn't do a lot of his own fighting. He has like a familiars kind of thing. He has like oh. a spirit bird and a spirit panther. And like those will do a lot of the attacking for you. Although they can't do the finishing blow. Like to actually kill an enemy, you have to go and kill them with your cane. Okay. But he's like weak mm-hmm. otherwise. Um, and then there's Dante, mm-hmm. who surprisingly my least favorite character to play as. Oh, he's the one I spent the most time playing as in all games uh, across the series. But he is just not my favorite to control. And then there's Nero, who I actually really like. Huh. And Very so, cool. Yeah, it's been really cool. Um, and uh, so who's he fighting this time? Oh, um, there's like it's a character called. I want to say it's like Eurydice or something like that. It's urethra. No, it's it seems very much like urine or urethra. It's right in there. I want to say it's like or Eurydice, but it's spelled U R I D A S. Um, but like, it it is funny. Like right when you start it up, you have the ability from the main menu to watch like a video of the history of the Devil May Cry story, mm-hmm. and it very quickly kind of takes you through it. Um, just sort of the stuff that happens outside of games that gets established in other games, and then it goes to what Devil May Cry. Th- three because i think that's a prequel um because that's one about dante and virgil um because that was the game that introduced him okay then it goes to devil may cry one then devil may cry two it barely makes mention of and moves on oh devil may cry two was the worst in the series i don't remember it um and then it does uh devil may spends a lot of time in devil may cry four which is a game i remembered zero of the plot of because i played it like over 10 years ago uh-huh. um and then we get into this the plot doesn't make any sense it's along the same lines of like bayonetta in the, like the plot is just kind of ludicrous um but the action is so good and it's so over the top and it's so tight it's just it's as a game experience it's really 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 good yeah yeah um i do wish it was a sequel to dmc instead of a sequel to devil may cry 4 because i really liked ninja theory's take on devil may cry 
and I would have liked to play more as that Dante. That Dante is so fucking cute. I was like, I love that Dante, and I loved that Virgil. Like, the two of them I really liked, and so it's a little bit of a bummer to not have them. Yeah. But I like Nero, and V is pretty cool, and I like... I like I like Dante as a character. I just don't like playing as him right now. So do you agree that it should have it should get good reviews? Um yes, like just for the sheer fun factor and like the the way it, like you know as a game it's fantastic. Its story is why people make fun of video game stories. Like the the game is also very Japanese. I was going to say it must be very Japanese. It is. It's a very <laughs> Japanese. Um but yeah, that's all I've Over been playing. the top. <laughs> How about you? Uh, well, define playing because I know I said I wouldn't fucking bring this game up again, but guess what? What are you doing in The Witcher now? The Witcher 2 Assassins of Kings. I had no way to play it because it apparently does not run well on computers. Okay. And it was only made for the Xbox. Yep. And PC, and I don't have a PC. Yeah. So I was fucked. So I went through the entire story on YouTube, which is like a um, five and a half hour adventure of oh just God. watching it. Well, it's, if I was, if you wanted to, I could loan you my 360. I you know, I didn't even think about that. I have a 360 <laughs> in a box and I have that game. Do you? Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, I do. You never mentioned it. I thought I mentioned that I started it, and it was just too much, and I stopped. Oh, I thought you were talking about three. Um, no, well, that too. Yeah, well, it's two is so good. You need to play it. Like, the storyline is amazing. It filled in so many holes for me in, like, the story between The Wild Hunt and where the last book ended. It is backward compatible on Xbox One, so I feel like I should just do it, but... I don't know when I will. It was mind-blowing at how good even the graphics were. I mean, the, the game game's looks, 10 years old. The game looks really impressive for being a last-gen title. Yeah, and I was just like, this is nuts that this game didn't get as many accolades as it did. Well, maybe it did, but I didn't play Xbox, so... It got a lot of attention. Excuse me. When it was on PC? Because uh, uh-huh. it came to Xbox, I want to say, like, almost a year later. Gotcha. Because, like, the version on, um, cause I think it was, like, because it was always The Witcher 2, Assassins of Kings. Yeah. And then, um, but I think on 360, it was, like, you know, Witcher 2, Assassins of Kings, like, something edition. It was, like, a special edition, because it came with, like, a book, I think, that explained the story of the first game. Gotcha. Because the first game is only PC. Yeah. And, um... So I want to say it had, like, a full-on, like, here is the story up to this point, here's the second game. And I want to say on 360, they did dumb down the graphics a little bit from the PC build, because they oh, had okay. to. Uh-huh. Um, but it's still, like, I remember playing it looking like, this game looks really nice. And I I felt like there wasn't that big of a leap between it and The Witcher 3, but there probably was, just because I never think there's that big of a leap. And then I look back, and I'm like, holy shit, that game looks like well, crap. Well, it's, it's in the minute details, yeah. honestly. Like, yeah. It's like... The face, like, even just the faces look so much better in The Witcher 3 than they do in... But still. Yeah. Like, it's a huge leap from the first game, like, to the second game. It was like, they completely did a graphics overhaul. I can't believe you watched that entire game. Oh, my God. It was 
the most fun I've had in my entire life. No, I'm just kidding. Do you watch on YouTube on your computer or YouTube on your PlayStation? On PlayStation. Okay, add a girl. Yeah. It was like a movie for me. And yeah. um, so just to recap what it was about, um, Geralt, the Witcher, he uh, joins one of the members of the Scoia'tael, which is one of the guerrilla tactics elves that wants to do away with humankind because humans are assholes and we want they're just they're assholes so um Geralt joins up with him in order to clear his name from the assassination that he was blamed for King Foltest Foltest yeah Foltest of Temeria so there's this whole thing in the Witcher 3 that happens with um the King of Redania and his father dying and Philippa Eilhart and her eyes being remember bludgeoned out and all that stuff that happened that no. I talked about before. And I even did that. There's so many characters. There's so many characters. You're it's right. so hard to keep up yeah, with. I, trust me, I forget sometimes and I've <laughs> read it a million times. And um, so anyway, so this is going down. Geralt's trying to clear his name. There's assassination of the king. He finds out it was a fellow witcher. Who did it? What? He lost his memory at some point, which is why he's been fucking Trish, Trish Marigold and not Yennefer. Yennefer has uh. been taken by the freaking King of the Wild Hunt, which I never knew why she was never in the previous games. I just thought they forgot about her. But she was, yeah, she, yeah, she was kidnapped by, um, yeah, the, uh, the What's King. What's his face? Edra, Edra, oh God, I can't remember his name. Yeah, I was gonna say Alduin, but that's the it's very that's similar. a dragon from uh, Skyrim. Eridan, Eridan. There you yes, go. Yes, I was about to grab your your pop Funko because on the back of the box oh, it lists there. all the, <laughs> the characters they make, and one of them is him. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I know that. You're I've seen that. Smart box. for doing that though. Um. So yeah. So the piece of Sintra is like fucking up in flames. Like every it's disintegrating, which was the piece where. Okay, so um, Ciri's mother, Count, or grandmother, Calanth, was killed. She was the queen of Sintra. And so all the after uh, Vilgefortz, the main villain of the last book, is killed, um, they all come together, all, this, all the kings, to make this peace treaty. And we all know how that goes because the wild hunt's happening and Nilf Guardians are still trying to take over. But uh, it's really good. The whole criminalization of magic happens. The sorceresses are now outlaws, which is why in The Witcher 3, Kira Metz is hiding in a forest trying to, like, get, like... I'm looking at you like you played it, but you haven't. I haven't, but I'm 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 interested. <laughs> well, and I, I love the idea of the Wild Hunt. For some reason, I love just that name to describe, like, a group of people. Well, the Wild Hunt is actually a real event that happens in folklore oh. where the ghosts of um, fallen knights or something like that come. And if you don't go in your house on All Hallows' Eve, they will take you away with them. That's fun. Yeah, so it's like a real thing that's a tradition. I probably fucked up the story, but it was something like that. <laughs> but in Sabrina... Did you watch Sabrina? You didn't? The Netflix series? Okay, well, they they mentioned The Wild Hunt, and there's actually a portion of it in the Christmas episode, or the oh. Yule episode with them in it. Um, anyway, so last thing I'm going to say, because I'm obsessed with The Witcher, is that um, I love it because it's so... This game is so, like, based in, like, political scandal <laughs> that it just... 
I'm so excited for the the show. And I've been watching, I've been seeing like pictures on Instagram and things like that. I'm like, oh my God, I hope they do this right because it's going to be amazing. You're like so we'll Game see. of Thronesy with its political leanings. Yeah, but it's if if they do it right, it's going to be a little bit more um, sexy. Sexy, yeah. It's going to be sexier. It's going to be a lot more magic. Well, and with him being sterile, he can just bang anyone he wants. Yeah, he bangs everyone. But yeah. that didn't stop the Lannisters. No. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> Speaking of, there's an amazing um, uh, Entertainment Weekly special out this week. It's all Game of Thrones. I saw your stories. It's so good. What cover did you get? Uh, Jamie Lannister. Okay. I wanted Cersei. I know you wanted Cersei. <laughs> you did a story where you zoomed in on her cover. But I showed Jamie Lannister. Where, in this. where is that issue? Where is that? I'm gonna grab it. Oh, it's on the coffee table. Because I want to oh. see the cover, all the covers, so I know which one I want to get. Oh yeah, there's 16 covers. What? Yeah, like somebody out there bought all 16 of those. I know. I know for a fact. Oh yeah, I bought the book, the bookie book. <laughs> Because you know there is a book. There is a book called My Bookie Wook. That is the biography of uh, Russell Brand. Yeah. Yucky. <laughs> I like him. No, thank you. He reminds me of... I'll uh, pass. He reminds me of uh, Nigella Lawson. <laughs> uh, let Let's me see. see. Who do you want? There were five I would take. I would take Daenerys. I would take Jon Snow. I would take Brynn of Tar. And I would take... Cersei, and then Jamie Lannister it's, also. It's so funny. I love all these characters. I don't know if I love any of them enough to wish I had the cover of them. I think the closest I would... I probably want Grey Worm and... Uh, what's her face? The the Lady in Red? No, it's um like Daenerys's, uh Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sidekick. Uh-huh. I forget her name. <laughs> yeah, but Grey Worm and... Her advisor. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I want to say it's like oh Miss Missandry, I think you're good. Or something. I think that's her name because yeah, Melisandre is the Red Witch. Yeah, but I think I want to say it's like you know like Missandry or something. Um, oh, the caption on the cover of this just breaks my heart. Game over. Game over, man. Game over, man. Game over. It's over. Run such, for the hills. Such a bummer. I do wish that know who I wish they had the on the cover of this. I don't even know his name. The um, dragon. No. <laughs> that'd be hilarious. Um I wish they uh had the that guy with the flaming sword with the eye patch. He's like one of my favorite characters and I don't even know his name, but every time he shows up, I'm always so excited to see him. He's kind of a just a subtle character in the background. But whenever he shows up, he's always doing something cool. That's true. And he has like and this is a weird thing to say. He has doesn't. Can he bring people back to life? He can bring himself back to life. Mm. Um, and he uh, every time though he's always kind of missing a piece or kind of still has an injury on him. Um, but he has the most like buttery smooth but still kind of raspy voice. There's something about it. His voice just cuts through but still has like this nice little heft to it. Yeah, I really like. I'm surprised they don't have a eunuch on one of those covers. What's his name? The spider or Theon. No. The eunuch. The bald guy. The spider. Oh. Varys. Varys, yeah. Yeah, he's right there. Oh, he is right there. Yeah. Oh, I somehow looked right past him. It's like, <laughs> I love that in Game of Thrones, you'd be more specific about people who've been castrated because there's both <laughs> Varys and Theon. Oh, that's right, Theon Greyjoy. <laughs> yeah, like, 
<laughs> you say like the eunuch. Which one? That's right. I was thinking the original. The OG eunuch. <laughs> the OG eunuch. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird claim to fame. Yeah, well, I'm the OG eunuch, bitch. <laughs> um, anyway. Anyhow. <gasps> Is it time to learn something? Oh, wait, no. Well, not oh. yet. Not yet. Oh. No time for learning yet. No. Oh, no. It's just more on the gaming stuff. Um, obviously, going. not what I'm playing, but um, it's where we talk about, you know, stuff you can get for free and shit. Yeah. Go. Um, Crackdown 2, currently free on Xbox, uh, for Xbox 360. It is backward compatible on Xbox One. Nice. So um, it's just kind of in tune with me finishing Crackdown 3 last week or two weeks ago. Um, right now, just release date wise, I don't know a whole lot of them, but I'm stupid excited about Sekiro Shadows Die Twice coming out on the 22nd. Hmm. You know, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. That one actually looks really, really good. Oh my God. And they released this image of this like gorgeous custom PlayStation 4 Pro. It's beautiful. And it's, you have to be like a contest winner in like Japan to oh. get it. But oh my God, it's beautiful. Um, and then, uh, this month, the freebies. On PlayStation Plus, uh, there are no more PlayStation 3 and no more Vita titles to be mentioned, so I will not talk about those. Okay. Because there aren't any. Oh. But on PS4, uh, you can get Jonathan Blow's independent first-person puzzler, The Witness. Todd loved it. Uh, And um, the remaster of Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Oh, wow. A lot of people bought, like, the special edition of Infinite Warfare to get that game, and now it's free. Um, and for Xbox Live Gold members, um, there's some stuff. I don't remember what most of them are. However, Metal Gear Solid Revengeance is a backward compatible at 360 game in the second half of the month. So coming up soon. Hmm. Anyway. Very cool. Yeah. So there's that. I do think now it's time to learn, though. Well, it's time for the word of the week. <laughs> so the word of the week is Halidom. Halidom. Yeah. I'm guessing that is a noun. Yes. Halidom. Halidom. I don't even know what well, like, I'm trying to think what calcium is, and even then I can't even think of what H A L would be like a root of halidom. Right. It's a noun. It's, it is very difficult. This one. Um, I'm going to guess that it is some sort of golem esque sort of like mythical creature. I love that, but it's wrong. Damn it! A halidom is a holy place as a church or a sanctuary. Ah, did yeah. not know that. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> I've learned something today. Me too. Halidom. Yeah. Sacred place or church. Yeah. Or sanctuary. Oh, like hallowed ground. Oh. So I was trying to think of like another word that starts with H-A-L. Like, a, well, like you know, like a, yeah. Yeah. So it makes sense. Because like hallowed ground, hallowed, hallowed ground is like, you know, sacred and like. Yeah, yeah. Blessed. Wow. I would never put two and two together. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's other, you know, like that's probably Greek, while another one's like, you know, the Latin prefix of hal is probably like means evil, like like mal, you know, M-A-L. So anyway. <laughs> uh, well, um, nice. Nice. And it's time for the vinyl frontier yeah that's right so um only one little bit of vinyl news um last week on wednesday mondo announced the on sale of the soundtrack of silent hill 2 on vinyl uh and uh it both the special colored uh variant of the record as well as the just standard black records both sold out 
I saw those available, but not available actually. Yep, they are sold sold out now. Hmm. But I ordered mine. Oh, you did. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. Um. So that's that. And then yeah. just on the physical media uh, collecting side. So um, thanks to John at work, uh, you know, friend John, whom I work with, um, he, <laughs> he let me know that uh, the Criterion Collection uh-huh. was having a big sale on their website where all in-stock discs were 50% off. Wow. Yeah. So I did some damage. So what did you do? Well, it's like, because John bought like all of well, the Well, David- Marie Kondo, Qua- come <laughs> and kick your butt. <laughs> no, th- these bring me joy. Okay, good. Um, he, uh, he like, because John bought like all the David Lynch movies they had, which is three: Eraserhead, Mulholland Drive, and Twin Peaks: Fire Walk with Me. Um, but I grabbed a bunch of movies from the '90s that I fucking love. That I'm so excited. Like are- Chasing Amy. It's that is part of the Criterion Collection. I know. But I did not buy that. It's one. one of my favorite movies. I don't know if they did that one on Blu-ray. I think that one, like, they, I think they maybe got as far as DVD and stopped. Ah, oh, fuck. Because it's hard. Because it's weird. Like the Criterion Collection, like their rights come and go. Because, like, now they have they, – they did a Blu-ray of uh, Silence of the Lambs, but, like, their big version of Silence of the Lambs was on the DVD, and then they lost the rights, and then MGM started releasing it on DVD instead. It was, like, a whole thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, even, like, The Graduate, they did a really kick-ass version of The Graduate on Laserdisc. They did not get to re-up their license when DVD came out, so they did not have a version of it. Instead, MGM put out The Graduate on DVD, and then when it came to Blu-ray – MGM released it, and then uh, Criterion re-upped their license and released a Blu-ray version of The Graduate. So weird. Yeah. But, like, so um, I ended up getting uh, yeah, a bunch of my favorite movies from the 90s that, like, they've adopted as part of the collection, which um, I already had being John Malkovich, because that's one of my absolute favorites. Uh, but, yeah, so I was able to get Election, The Virgin Suicides, Ghost World, Itumama Tambien, The Ice Storm, Yes, with uh, Christina Ricci. Yeah, and Joan Allen and everybody. Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, Sigourney Weaver. Uh, and Punch Drunk Love. Uh-huh. And um, I wanted to get the Before Trilogy, you know, Before Sunset, Before Sunrise, Before Midnight. The Oh my God, those movies are so cool. Uh, it's uh, Ju- Julie Delpy and Ethan Hawke. And they, they made a movie in the 90s where like these two strangers meet on a train and have like a really kind of wonderful moment together. And then that was it. It was just this movie that was kind of its own thing. And then I want to say 12 years later, they did a sequel called Before Midnight. Or sorry, Before Sunset. And in that movie, that is a real-time movie. It is 90 minutes of real time. Like they meet and they walk and talk for 90 minutes. So it's like real time passes as you see this. And also their characters of um i don't remember his name but her name is celine but the the two of them um they are 12 years older than they were when they met on the train right and then uh i want to say like i'm not sure how many years later they did before midnight and they leapt forward that many real life years to show where they are at in their relationship now and so it's this really interesting trilogy that's very like honest and very you know sweet at times but also very it rings very true same director as boyhood uh, uh, yeah which is kind of funny just with the real time passing at least he didn't shoot footage every year but you know whenever he came back to them they just resumed the characters in that new place in their life that they would be at um so yeah i'm surprised that ethan hawk isn't a name you hear very often well he kind of came back last year with that movie first reformed um i don't know it he kind of comes and goes 
I like that he's What's kind of first slow and steady. reformed. I don't actually know what it's about, but I know that there was a lot of buzz around him for a minute from that movie. Huh. Okay. Um, but yeah, I wanted to get the before trilogy, but it sold out uh, while it was in my cart. Um, but I was able to get um, another like sort of art house trilogy called um, the Katsi trilogy. Have you heard of it? But there's like three movies. It's like Poanaskatsi, Koanaskatsi, and Nakatsi. Um, it's uh, I forgot like what language it is, but it's the idea of um, one's like life out of balance, one's life as transformation, and one's life as war. And they're more or less these sort of like I don't think they even have dialogue. They're just these sort of art films that draw parallels like with really fast time-lapse footage of both nature and and uh, cities and stuff. And they have this really interesting Philip Glass score over them. Um, I, saw I do lots, like that. I saw lots of clips of them when I was in college, and I never got a chance to see the whole movie. And so, or all three of them. So I got that collection while I was at it. So I did a little bit of damage. Yes, I can tell you did. But, but it was half off. It's very exciting. It's half off the damage it could have been. Exactly, yeah. Although I was a dummy and I inadvertently ordered a Ghost World on DVD. I was in such a rush to do my order. I was like, oh my God. So I ordered a fucking DVD of Ghost World, which I had to return. <laughs> but I'm in the You're process of upgrading so to blue. It's cool. It's cool. You're cool. It's cool. All right. It's cool. I got you. Okay. <laughs> so should I be pumping any brakes or anything? Well, you kind of should be, but the graphic jam is... Still kind of the graphic jam car is kind of out of commission <laughs> because I'm swamped reading actual novels. I'm halfway done rereading um, Tower of Swallows, which is one of the Witcher books. Mm. I just picked it up to read a passage, and I was like, "Where am I going to find this passage? I can't remember exactly so where it was." Reading the whole I was damn like, thing. I'm just going to start from the beginning, and you know what? So many things have been revealed that I didn't catch the first time around because I didn't know these characters. Like, there's a character who they mention a lot in this book who is only other in A Season of Storm. Oh. So I would have never known her backstory or who the fuck she was unless <laughs> I rewrite, you know. So this is just crazy that I missed a whole bunch of history going up. Anyway, so I'm rereading that. Um, I bought... Uh, Bored Kids. Yeah. Yes, from I, Nick. I need to read that now that I've actually finally finished the Marie Kondo book. Yes, I'm going to read that soon. But um, I also bought, um, I'm very excited about that one. And I'm also excited to read, which I already started. I'm about 50 pages into my friend Jacob Tobias. They're um, non-binary. Oh, I've seen a lot of videos with them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like a yeah, bunch of videos. Their book Sissy came out. Yeah. And probably will be a New York Times bestseller, doing really well. It's very pertinent to what's going on right now and and how we think about gender and what it means to be us and live amongst other people and respect their ass. So, a uh, very good book. And Jacob is such a sweet person, and I love him so much. So, I'm very excited that this book is going so well for them. Excellent. Yeah. And, um, well, I look forward to a real graphic jam. I know. What will I read? I think I've read everything I own. Oh. That's the only problem. I'll I'll probably have to do, unless I buy something, I'll have to do another, like, um, the online thing I read. Webtoons. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which are good. Those are good, too. (laughs) So, anyway. 
Uh, sorry about that, guys. I know everybody's looking forward to the graphic motherfucking jam, but the jam is down. <laughs> uh, time for some news? It is time for some news. Do, 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 do. Um, do you have news? Yes. Okay, good. Um, well, Octopath Traveler, that game I very much enjoyed for the Switch, yes. is getting a mobile game. It's, I believe, a prequel. Oh, it's wow. called Champions of the Continent. That's cool. Coming to iOS and Android. Nice. Sometime this year, hopefully. Sweet. Gwent is having an expansion pack for uh, called the Crimson Curse. It comes out March 28th. You going to get it? I don't know. Well, there's a lot of new cards. I have to see how much it is. Because you play a lot more Gwent than I ever thought I would ever do. Well, I play a lot of Thronebreaker, mm-hmm. which has Gwent in it. But I don't play so much Gwent, because in Gwent, you actually have to mostly play against real people. Yeah, no. And that makes me angry. <laughs> yeah. Um, and in this, you um, can either fight or join the higher vampire Detloff um, to save humanity or to not save humanity. And Detloff is in the Blood and Wine expansion pack. All right, then. Yeah. He's one of those vampires from that that little bit of historical evidence <laughs> evidentiary support <laughs> where am i going with this <laughs> i don't know i'm i'm curious where we're going uh your turn uh have you seen have you, have you tried uh the ps4 remote play not so, yet yeah the most recent firmware expansion for playstation 4 uh offered now the ability to do ps4 remote play through a new app you can download so i installed it on my phone and yes. i tried it while i was at home surprisingly like not very much lag um because i was watching it on the tv and on my phone at the same time and i could kind of see like there's you know a little lag but not a lot it was like less than a second and um i actually tried playing bloodborne for a minute the game is not able to be played while on your phone um but like it's a cool feature. I don't know. I need to see if I can get it working. Like I love how that's the game we're gonna try out. I just wanted to you can try out Tetris. No, well, it's like Bloodborne's a game that like I know how it should look. And I know how it should feel just because I've spent so much time in it, and so that was cool. Like it was cool getting to try it. But like it's the way the buttons work. It's not meant to be played on a touch screen with a virtual controller. Yeah. Um. But it was cute that I fired it up. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, it. Um. I think my only beef with this, which I really wish. You could do this. Um, I wish you could sync a PlayStation 4 controller to your phone. Because the controllers are Bluetooth. Yeah. And my phone has Bluetooth. Let me connect them. But you can't. So, like, basically make a Switch out of it. Yeah. I would love that. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> if it's not a Switch, though, because it doesn't have the processor. It's just remote play to your system. But, but yeah, I wish I could play my... I basically use my iPhone as a TV. Yeah, for my PlayStation a display. Yeah, just play it on my on my you know with a keep with a controller. Anyway, so you're so funny. Cool feature. Glad it's there. Not sure if I will ever really use it. Yeah, but the well, what I want to use it for is when I'm um, watching streamers, mm-hmm. and I can instead of like having to type through the damn controller, which takes so long, I can type through my phone now. Ah, yeah. So that's gonna be a a game changer. Um. Oxford study about violence in video games. I have heard about yes. this. My, my, my boss told me about this, but you should, you should tell everybody, though. Well, they concluded that while the study doesn't specifically 
uh, measure violent crime and antisocial behavior, the results do suggest video game violence is not something that can turn a perfectly normal member of society into something different. I'm glad that's what they found. Although before I came here, the reason why I was late is because I was tethering cars together, strapping robots or uh, rockets to them and launching them into the sky in yeah. real life. Yes, yes. I knew you were. You're a mad scientist. Sorry. Um, and it also says that video games, um, violent video games not found to be associated with adolescent aggression, and there is no correlation between aggressive behavior in teenagers and the amount of time spent playing video games. Video games! You like how I finished that? Video games! <laughs> Take that, hypothetical parents that weren't upset at me playing video games. Yeah. Stupid. So stupid. <laughs> well, I mean, and it's funny. Like, even just, you know, the fact that, like, I make my living making commercials for video games. I think my mom's sort of like, yeah, what you did as a kid paid off. Yeah. Well done. Well done. <laughs> yeah, she's kind of like, okay, didn't yeah. have a problem with you doing it then, and good on you for turning it into something else. Yeah. You know. Yeah, good on you. Yeah. Well, that's good news. Yeah, that's all I have to say about that. So have you heard about, um, you saw Suicide Squad, right? I, no, well, I saw the first 45 minutes and I had to turn it off because I hated it. All right, then. Well, for the Suicide Squad 2, have you heard about the recasting of Will Smith's character? Because he just can't deal with Jared Leto, huh? I, I don't know. They had that whole falling out oh, crazy thing. Yeah. I did not know that. He ba- Will Smith, and you know, this is not a direct quote, but he basically called him a psychopath and he didn't want him anywhere near him or his family. Oh, was he getting, like, two method? Two method. Yeah, I think I had heard something about that. Yeah. Well, Will Smith is not coming back for Suicide Squad 2. And it's a damn good... Well, because he's going to make all his Aladdin money. Yeah, well, do you know, <laughs> do you know who's replacing him as Deadshot? Okay, um, I'm going to guess, but I need a clue. He's, like, super sexy. Um, The Rock. That's a good guess. But no, super sexy black man who would play Deadshot. Um, the... God, who's that? You just tell me. Idris Elba. Oh. Yeah, people's sexiest man alive. Wow. Yeah. He wants to ruin his career. Well, <laughs> it's funny. I wasn't interested in seeing Suicide Squad 2 until now. I do. After that first one, I swear I got a migraine just watching it. Yeah, I had a hard time with that movie. It was really not good. But like, there's nothing good about it. Not there's good. lots of good things about that movie. The main titles at the end were really great. Um, elements of the soundtrack were great. Um, much of its promotional material leading up to it was great. The company I work for did promotional trailers for it and did the title sequence at the end. <laughs> and my sister played on the soundtrack. Oh, well, all that. <laughs> Those are all great. All that. The movie sucked, though. The movie's not very good. The movie sucked. Uh, yeah. Well, the movie was definitely not for me. I don't know who it was for, but it wasn't for me. Speaking of movies. I think it was for kids and high school people who wanted to dress up as was, Harley Quinn for a Comic-Con. It was for Hot Topic. Yeah. That movie was for Hot Topic. Yeah. Um, so have you heard much about Disney Plus, their streaming service? 
I've heard about it. The rumor has it that it will have the entire Disney motion picture library on it, which could mean that, to read between the lines there, the Disney vault might not be a thing anymore. Remember when shit would go into the vault? All those? Well, it might have all of them. And all those? So I can sell all my DVDs? I mean, let, let, let's not get nuts here. Physical product will always have a place. In maybe your heart, but yeah. I'm trying to get space created. <laughs> Fine, you can recondo your shit. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, that's what they're saying. We'll see if it actually comes true, but that's pretty nice. That would be amazing. Well, right? if that was the case, this is what I'd do. I'd be real smart about this. I'd sell all my Disney Blu-ray DVDs, and I would use that money to have a few years on the Disney Pass, and then it would even out. There you go. At some point. Maybe not. <laughs> I'm sure Disney Pass will be the most expensive of all passes. Well, I, when they said that, and they're like, oh, it'll have everything, I'm like, how much is that going to cost? It's only $50 a month. <laughs> Can you really put a price on your children's happiness? Right. No, but we did. $50 a month. <laughs> well, you know they're also probably going to add the entire Marvel catalog to it. Yeah. And they're going to... Although they're saying a lot of the Marvel stuff was going to stay on Netflix. Star Wars? A Star Wars should be on the Disney thing. Yeah. I thought Netflix canceled all of their... They canceled all the Netflix... Sh- all the Marvel shows. Yeah. But like Marvel movies could still end up on there. I don't think so. Well, I don't know. I mean, because it just... Like, I don't... I think Disney's going to take control. Well, I'm curious how... Like, where Disney will draw the line. Because, like, do they want... Never. But, like, do they want, you know, uh, some of the more risque, you know, PG-13 fairly violent comic book movies like guardians 2 or infinity war do they want those on the same you know service where you know it's next to frozen do they want that i would think so only because honestly in this day and age everybody's seen everything already well, and they can do parental controls and you can do parental stuff. controls so i don't think that's going to be that big of a problem it, and Marvel is not that indecent. Yeah, no, but it was funny. Like at the the Big Bear trip, um, when I was snowboarding, Todd, I saw much worse things when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, Return to Oz, Elvira, right? Mistress of the Dark. It's yeah. all tit jokes. Well, it's funny because I want to say Return to Oz could be on Disney Plus. It's a Disney production, and I mean, I used to watch it as a kid, and I oh, loved yeah. it. Princess Mombi scared the shit out of me. Her and the Wheelers. Oh yeah, the Wheelers oh, yeah. are good. But also like Mister Boogity. Oh, yeah, Mr. Bride of Boogity. Oh, yeah, Mr. Hamburger Face. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's so much that could happen. And The, the Watcher that, in the Woods? Yeah, like the fucked up movie, The Watcher <laughs> in the Woods. People still talk about how fucked up that movie is. There's so many. Yeah. Escape Witch Mountain. There's just a whole bunch of movies. Oh, my God. Is there going to be a place where Hocus Pocus is always streaming? In my heart. There, But there might also be one, like, on a service. Yeah. That shit, Disney right? owns a lot of stuff. They own Touchstone, so Roger Rabbit. They own, they own so much stuff. Well, and they they own Fox now. Yeah, this is could go anywhere. But like, I do. I mean, I really wonder how much they can put the squeeze on their on Netflix, because like the problem is, I don't it, see why they couldn't do both. But the thing is, like, it has the Disney name. It's Disney Plus. So like, I think it's going to be more Disney focused. Like, I I wonder. I mean, they could put their their Hollywood pictures, their Touchstone pictures. Um, they could do the old Miramax stuff that they released. Mm-hmm. Like they could do a Buena lot of Vista. yeah. Like, but 
at what point are you watering down the Disney brand? ABC. Because it's like, you know, the Disney service. And so, like, yeah, I mean, technically, they could have Pulp Fiction on their Disney Plus network. Really? Yeah, because that was back when Disney owned Miramax. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so, like, do you, would you want Pulp Fiction on the same service as Mulan? Well, here's the you thing. Know? I think they're trying to do what Netflix did. And Netflix does that. They have their kids and their adult stuff in the same thing. Well, but I think it's just the fact that, like, it's Disney Plus as the name of the service. Yeah. Where, like, it's Disney forward. It's very Disney forward. And for them to be like, oh, yeah, we also have, you know, The Hours. No one's going to think, like, oh, I want to watch The Hours. I'm going to fire up. I mean, that was, like, a Miramax and Paramount co-production. But, like, just, you know, fill in the blank. Like, uh, you know, Jackie Brown. No, I hear you. Yeah, like, is it like, well, I want to watch Jackie Brown. Where would I? Oh, I know. I'll fire up Disney Plus to watch Jackie Brown. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, there's a certain level of just, like, brand awareness of, like, Disney needs to remain somewhat quarantined from other things that Disney may own. Yeah. Like, Deadpool 2. That could be on Disney+. Plus. It's Marvel. It's Fox. Both are owned by Disney at this point. They're, they should not put Deadpool anywhere near any other comic book movies that are on an all-ages service. Because yeah. everyone's going to be like, oh, great, we just finished, you know ant-man let's watch deadpool little different but you know these kids have already seen deadpool too right well it's, <laughs> it is like i mean teenagers yes they've seen it but it is funny though like my 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 nephew you know he thought he thought persona 5 was a cartoon and like you know just there are, he he's his uh exposure to like film is so limited that he could see a superhero like hell he could see that movie um oh my god what was that movie with will smith where he played a superhero uh the bad superhero i forgot what his name was but like i mean like oh. yeah but yeah you could you you could show you could put deadpool on and he'd be like oh great it's a superhero movie and then be horrifically surprised yeah you know so it is a thing where like sometimes kids really don't know <laughs> yeah right you know, yeah cause, well cause also it's like my, my my sister and her her husband um they're making very distinct choices about what their kids can and cannot watch like their son watches a lot of top gear he's really into cars so he watches a lot of top gear but um what's like, top gear it's a british car show hmm. um but like they do like they, they they've seen like he's seen the original star wars trilogy a ton of times they won't show them the prequels because they're those parents that are like, oh, they're bad, so I'm not going to show them to my child, even though he'd probably really enjoy them. Whatever. Neither here nor there. I don't like the prequels, but, like, I do think that's a weird choice. But, like, they're not going to show them the new ones because the new ones are too dark. Like, they don't want to show, you know, the definitive choices they've made on some characters from episode seven. You mm. know? Yeah. Like, and so it's a thing where, like, yeah, they, he loves, Star, like, the kid loves Star Wars, and they love Star Wars as parents, but they're making a choice to not show them the first three because they're bad, or, you know, the prequel trilogy because they're bad, or the new trilogy just because it's not for kids. While if you look at A New Hope, Empire, and Return of the Jedi, yeah, they're been more... new trilogies not for kids? It's, uh, it's not. Not for five-year-olds. I would show my kids whatever. Well, I mean, that's why I'm not a parent. Yeah, though. there's a reason why I'm not a parent also. So, yeah. you know. I mean, my growing up, my dad and my mom, they let Travis and I watch anything we wanted. And we turned out just fine, I feel. Yeah. But I mean, like, I feel the same way. Except I, But I also remember seeing Masters of the Universe in theaters and actually cowering and hiding behind a seat during the uh, screaming Neil scene. 
like when Skeletor gets all gold and starts screaming Neil at him and like blasting him with light. The movie came out when I was God, like, I love that part. The movie came out when I was like four or five, and it scared the shit out of me. That did not scare me. It, that that movie really upset me as a kid. Really? Yeah, I was. I mean, I think I was honestly too like it was just. I was actually disappointed by the movie when I was a kid. I love it now though. <laughs> well, I remember being super upset that my favorite character wasn't in it, which was uh, I can't remember his name now. Orko. Oh, Orko. But there's no way they could have done Orko, special effects-wise. I think that's why they brought in that weirdo guy who was drinking... <laughs> the bar- Cosmic Key! Yeah, who was drinking barbecue sauce. They brought him in because they didn't have to have a character that would float. It tasted good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This used to be an animal. It tasted good. <laughs> so, I love that movie. Anyway. You got some more news? Uh, yeah. So, I closed this one accidentally. Let me reopen that. Okay. Uh, so a game called rape day is now being pulled or not going to be in distribution on stream and thank god steam steam yes what did i say stream Stream. yeah steam just i hate twitch twitter stream steam what the fuck i know my brain hurts so um right yes the game was a about is about raping and killing during a zombie apocalypse which i don't think anybody needs that i think i mean it's weird all the articles i read about that were like oh this game rape day is going to be the true test of of steam's laissez-faire uh kind of content policy yeah and then what steam i guess denied it access to be sold on its platform for like undefined reasons yeah and so um yeah i think it was almost a test yeah I don't think that game was ever meant to be released. No. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was truly a test to see like where Steam drew the line. And they oh, did. I, mean, I think it, so. I mean, the fact that like I knew about this game despite it not being available for sale. Like there was all this like, oh well, this game is trying to get listed on Steam. Let's see if it happens. That's what all the articles said. And then they were like, Well, Steam said no. And I was like, Cool. So literally, like, I got invested in a game that I never want to play as to whether or not it might get listed. And then it didn't. Yeah, it was never even a thing that, like, I mean, I'm guessing you could probably buy it directly from the developer or something or torrent it or something. I don't know. But, like, yeah, I think it was was more of, I think, a test of um, to see if Steam would take a stance on something that was sort of objectively trolling. Gotcha. I think. I don't know. I don't pretend to understand how anything works. I don't know. <laughs> what else you got for me? Um, well, uh, Nintendo is joining the VR craze. They've uh, they are they announced a Labo cardboard construction kit that turns the Switch into a VR thing. Oh, cool! Yeah, so they added a Labo VR kit. Um, don't know if I'll get that. I didn't get any of the other Labo stuff, so we'll see. Um, I have some sad news. What? Alex Trebek announced that he has has been diagnosed oh, with stage four pancreatic cancer. Pancreatic, I've read that, and um, he's going to keep hosting and he's going to keep fighting it, and I hope he beats it. But um, it broke my heart to hear that, just because I love Alex Trebek and like he and Ray Combs from Family Feud are the reason why I wanted to be a game show host when I grew up. Really? Yeah, like I love Alex Trebek, and like Jeopardy is always one of my favorite shows. I used to DVR it every day it is a good show yeah to be a real smart motherfucker to want to watch that show i used to dvr it and um listen to it and like yell out my answers while cooking dinner in the other room 
Aww. Like it was super fun. Like I I love Jeopardy. And I'm really sad that like I don't re- I don't record it anymore and I always get home so late that I don't get to see it anymore. But I think I might have to start DVRing it just because it might be the end of the Alex Trebek years. Um hopefully not. He is contracted through at least another 2 or 3 years. So, he wants to finish out his contract and I admire him for doing so. He needs to bring back the mustache. That's the that's the source of his superpowers. You know? I know. Bring back the mustache. I know. So yeah, sad news, but um I hope that uh he uh, beats it. I wish him the best. Well, yeah, we all wish him the best. Do you have any other news? Nope, I'm done. Oh. Well, I have some more news then. Um, so uh, Overkill's Walking Dead game that got like indefinitely postponed on consoles has officially been killed. Uh, Skybound, the you know property owners of Walking Dead, have canceled the license that Overkill had for that game. So mm. that is officially done. Oh my god, I have a lot of like stuff that's just not happening anymore on here that's like, sad, so that's a thing. Sony has announced also that they have co- officially ceased production of making Vita consoles. Remember the Vita? <laughs> I do. I never owned one. <laughs> I never really used mine. It's a beautiful piece of hardware, it just didn't have that, enough software for it. Um, but yeah, so that's been officially killed. Isn't the Vita the one that Chobot licked? In public, she liked a PSP. Oh, it was PSP. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know the precursor to the Vita, though. Yeah. Um, so this was a thing that like the internet kind of ran with, and we talked about it recently. Um, unfortunately, the movie design of Sonic the Hedgehog leaked. Oh. And the internet's been having a field day with that. But um, I'm kind of curious, like when the official announcement's going to happen about the Sonic character design, um, or if this leak will affect the actual character design. Um, because that is a really good way to get instant kind of feedback from everyone. Like, I almost feel like that Entertainment Weekly cover that had the cast of Aladdin on it, I almost feel like they released that cover just to see if people would freak out about the genie not being blue. You know, remember that? Oh, and they did. And they did. And then they were like, no, 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 he'll be blue. Don't worry. And then they just released that, that Super Bowl spot that showed him. And I was curious if based on that, if they're going to change the look of him again. Just because it's the best way to get like instant consumer feedback because the internet is so full of people that really, really, really value their own opinions about, you know, shit that really has no effect on their life. Yes. Yes. This is <laughs> true. Um, and my last little bit of news, um, this is good news, and I have not seen this yet, but I'm really excited about watching it. Um, are you familiar with Feminist Frequency? Do you like their work? Yeah, um, I agree with a lot of stuff, but a lot of it is, you know, man-hating. <laughs> it's a, I do feel a bit of feminist frequency is a little too operating in a vacuum. It's a little too, like, ideal. Yeah. You know, or idealist. Um, however, I do like the fact that at least they're putting information out there and making people think about what they're consuming. I like that. It made me actually start questioning stuff. Like, uh, feminist frequency introduced me to the Bechdel test. And, oh, that's right. And so, like, uh, I, need- I used to get information f- um, for articles that I was writing from Feminist Frequency. Yeah, they have oh. good information. So, like, Anita is awesome. Like, actually, I think she's she's a very smart woman, and she's you know, and she's super nice. Actually, because I got to work with her for a little bit, and she's great. She loves my dog. Oh, um, Braddock. And uh, but yeah, like I actually, I you know, so full transparency, I I don't work with her anymore, but I do really. I like what they're doing, at least the fact that they are doing it. Um, I don't have to agree with them, 
but I, I do like that it's happening. They yes. just started a new series because I really liked the series that they did of um, video game tropes uh, um, or video game tropes against women, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or like doing tropes yes, of women. Yes, yes, yes. I loved that series. I yeah. thought that was a super cool series. They have a new one called Queer Tropes. Oh, and it's hosted by um, Anita's sort of uh, co-host. I don't know her name, um, but she is trans, and she's like a part of the Feminist Frequency family. And I believe she is the host of the entire series of Feminist Frequency. Oh, nice. Queer tropes. Yes, I know who you're talking about. I don't remember her name. Yeah, I don't know her name either. Because I've actually never met her. Uh, but um, and it seems like I think she joined the sort of feminist frequency family more intensely after I'd already worked with Anita, and um, after the uh, tropes against women were was over, uh-huh. and so I kind of dropped out for a minute of their their stuff. But it's always on my radar. I still haven't watched it. Yeah, but I'm actually really excited about this new series. I think it could be neat. Nice, because as much as video games treat women as window dressing. Like, or, you know, unnamed princess in distress. Mm-hmm. Like, if anything, um, queer representation in games is really limited. Oh, yeah. Like, first off, most of the time we're just not there. And queer if we are, representation in life is yeah. limited. And if we are there, we're not really spoken of, like, or we are Unplayable, just Unplayable, non-PC. Yeah. Or, or we're victims. Yes. And so I, I think it'll be interesting to actually kind of hear, like, uh, a well-researched kind of take on on gay people in games or, or LGBT, you know, representation in games. Yeah. Oh, meant to say, because I mentioned this to you in, in, in passing uh, last week uh, off off the record, but, like, Climax, that movie... Really interesting because it actually has some trans cast members oh, yes. in non-trans roles. Yes. Or if they are characters that are trans, they don't mention it. The at story's all. not about their it's, tra- yeah. it, it's not. Like they're just people. Yeah. And that was so cool because even when the movie ended, Todd was like, Did you notice like like just the level of just like acceptance and like it wasn't even a topic of discussion in the movie? And I was like, Yeah. It was actually really cool because it's kind of what it needs to be, you know? Yeah, that's, yeah, I agree. That's what um, a lot of my friends are really trying to push is like the trans art, the trans narrative, but without mentioning being trans. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like it's just people living their life. lives. Yeah. Yeah. Like any other movie. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. That's yeah. very cool. So that's my news. Very cool. Well, then I think it is time for the crush. The game bangers? The game bangers of the week. (laughs) (laughs) We should do the song, the old song. Wait, what is the game banger song? You were supposed to work up a jingle last time we talked about it, but instead we can stick to the crush of the week song. Uh, um, but. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I'm trying to think of things. Okay. Well, let's do the crush. Crush. Of the week. Crush. And bang your games. Bang! <laughs> bang, bang! <laughs> uh, would Hit you like me. to go first? No, you go first. All right, well. <laughs> My crush of the week is the... Well, it's the L-shaped, or I like to say the penis-shaped Tetramino from Tetris. 
It's basically a dildo you can control. Oh my god. Uh, spe- well, keep, <laughs> keep going, because speaking of this, I, you, there's something you need to read. Okay, I can't wait. Um, so, my Tetramino is my best friend. Like, my buddy, my buddy. And I can play with it whenever I want to, and it won't talk back to me. And I could put it away in a drawer, and it always fits into the spot perfectly. And when we connect, we... <laughs> wow, this is just we light going up the r- still. <laughs> we light up the the room? What would you say? Because you know when you put the pieces together and then the it disappears. Yeah, you disappear. So what happens? What do I do? Is that my climax? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Then I climax. So I just sent you a text um, of a digital book that you should buy on Amazon called Taken by the Tetris Blocks, an erotic short story. Shut up. It is a 23-page thing. Let me just uh, read this synopsis for you. Yes. When blocks started falling from the sky, Christy Ackerland welcomed them with open arms. Now she's having a bad day working at work and craving some fun and games. When she <laughs> runs into Russian blocks that are fo- that are looking to score, she'll be the one falling <laughs> in love. Taken by the Tetris Blocks is a 4,000-word short story featuring sexual situations involving sentient blocks. It's for super <laughs> mature audiences only. Oh, my God. That's so good. It is 99 cents. Should I buy it? Oh, yeah, you should. And I think <laughs> there's the new graphic jam. It's a 23-page short story that is Tetris porn. That'd be pretty good. <laughs> you are welcome, madam. Oh, God. <laughs> should I? Yeah, yes. yes. No, there, there is no, just like, yes. The answer is yes. Period. Taken by the Tetris blocks. All right. I'll look into it. <laughs> You're such a dork for even knowing that exists. <laughs> I may have read it. Oh, do you want to do the graphic jam? Years ago, I think it was like a weird. I'm sure I could tell I was you like, exactly what happens. In I was it. like, I have to read this, but I maybe I just thought about it and then never did because that's ridiculous. <laughs> um, anyway, well, my crush of the week. I thought I came up with something original, but apparently. I did not. Someone else has written the book. The 4,000 page 4, 000, story. 4,000 words. Oh, 4,000. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine 4,000 pages of Tetris porn? I can. It's oh the my Kama God. Sutra of Tetris porn. I, I hope we did not just spoil the subject of Nick's second book. Because <laughs> I know he was writing a 4,000 page <laughs> Tetris <Porn>. erotic novel. <laughs> I'll read it if it's from Nick. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So my crush of the week is Nero from Devil May Cry 5. Oh, yeah. Like, he's the closest I have to to old Dante from DMC. Okay. He's got, like, short silver hair. Um, And um, it's weird. His face looks like an actor that I feel I recognize or should know from somewhere. He looks like someone. You've said this before. I feel like you've crushed on him before. Never Nero. I've never met Nero until now, really. I've crushed on Virgil, and I've oh, crushed Virgil, on Dante. Who I'm thinking of. Because yeah. Virgil and DMC looked almost like uh, almost like Army Hammer. Um, but yeah, uh, I. But it's weird. Like Nero in Devil May Cry Five looks like an actor, but it's weird. He does not look like his voice actor. Why do Nero and Dante look so similar? 
there is some a sort relation. of familial connection that I think they're trying to establish. Gotcha. Or I think maybe they even did establish it, but like the relationships in that game make so little sense to me that I'm just like, whatever. He has one arm and he's cool. Why isn't there a woman amongst these people? Well, I mean, there are women in the game that are powerful, but you don't control them. Because, like, yeah, in the game you only play as three male heroes, but um, sure. but there are, like, there's Trish and Lady and uh, Nico. And at least Trish and Lady are awesome, like, combat kind of people. Yeah. And Nico is, like, your... Uh, Q. Oh, Trish is sexual. <laughs> and um, yeah, like Nico is like your Q if you were in a Bond movie. She's your gadget gal. Gotcha. Slash merchant. What gotcha. are you buying? So anyway. Oh yeah, Nico reminds me of what the daughter in um that movie we love is going to look like when she's older. What movie we love? Oh, we just watched Blockers. Oh <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Ah, oh, I love Blockers. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So that's my crush. Like Nero, I don't know a whole lot about him, but every time he's on camera, I'm always like, "Look at him." Very and cool. and he's neat. Uh, I love that he has a detachable arm that like can explode and stuff. Um. It's just getting me ready for Sekiro, where I will play as another one-armed hero. Very excited. Very cool. Yeah. So nice. He's hot. Yep. Right. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah. Well, he's no Virgil from DMZ, but well, whatever. And no Dante from DLC. Well. DMZ, but whatever. He's so cute. Whenever it's fine, I guess. Yeah. We'll anyway, deal with it. So that's uh, that's all I have to say about that. Well, that's amazing. Let's <laughs> do... <laughs> uh, I don't know where I put the paper. We can just try to wing it. Okay, so you can follow me at Satine the Dream on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch. No, and Satine on Twitch. You can follow me at Fast Danger on Twitter and at Mr. Gladstone on Instagram and Twitch. You can follow the podcast at BitDiff podcast at on youtube twitch <laughs> why is this so difficult uh instagram twitter facebook and youtube yeah we don't have a twitch account right no we don't we do we just don't utilize it got it okay cool or you can write or you could twitch also yeah or you can write <laughs> an email at bitdiffpodcast at gmail.com Yes, uh, we have new episodes every Wednesday. We just stop saying every Wednesday. It's not true anymore. No, we have new episodes that come out on Wednesdays. There you go. New episodes on Wednesdays. And, uh, <laughs> would you kindly follow, rate, and comment in iTunes and Google Play and subscribe via Spotify? Yes, you can. Yeah, we're watching. We yeah. know when it happens. Yeah. So um, it's not like we don't want to on Wednesdays, people. It's because life happens seriously and yeah we're and it's not like we're in the same office no we're living two completely different lives and we come one day a week to put this together and here you go and and yeah and we're going into e3 season so there's yeah it's gonna be nuts yeah i can't guarantee anything so but we will try our best we will do our best because also i want to see you every week i know oh i know oh We're gonna do that for the rest. Like we have thirteen more minutes left on this card. Should we just kind of like? Oh, I know. Oh. <laughs> God, we just lost our one viewer. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> just one stopped listener. listening. <laughs> and no more sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening and ciao, Bye bye.